What's up, nerds? And welcome to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your home. I am your host, Rich. And joining me this week, as they always do, my two illustrious co-conspirators. First up, he is the man who once bitch-slapped Doc Ock for no less than a $5 dispute. I'm talking about Ron. What's happening? And of course, you know him. He's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet... He has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. That's right, I'm talking about hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Diesel. Autographs now available. <laughs> By the way, I, I almost said home instead of host there because we were making the joke of uh, Spider Spider Home No Man Home No Man No Way Man. Yeah, Spider Home No Way Man. Of course, that's because excitingly enough, in D, in Diesel's Movie Club, this week's movie review at the end of the show, as you guys uh, are kind of used to at this point in juncture, we will be giving our full-on review of Spider Man No Way Home and giving our scores for it. So. That's going to be awesome to end the show. Uh, but before we get to that or any of the nerd news or anything else we got going on in this great program, it's time to go around and find out how everybody's weekend was. Starting with Ron, how has your past week been? Uh, week was good. Yeah, We went and saw Spider-Man as a group. Woo! Uh, also went on Sunday with my Wednesday group. So I saw it twice this last week. Uh, Friday was our for, you know, meetup for my Friday game group. That went well. You know, It was kind of just more chilling and whatever. And then we just, you know, they finally finished off the puzzle cubes. So they will be... Uh, heading into the actual tomb of annihilation now. Sounds so, Hellraiserous. It is pretty much sweet, that's, sweet. That's pretty much all it was. Diesel, what'd you have going on this past week? Well, uh, so again, went with all you boys to see Spider Man. Um, then Saturday, I, I participated in the Dragon Master Games Legacy 2K. I uh, got to borrow a pretty sweet deck, and I crushed round one, and then lost out. But every match was pretty close. Had a really good time. Um, had a good dinner with them. And then I judged the uh, Gabo competition for Warhammer here yesterday. And last week we had no D&D. We were going to play tomorrow, but check my messenger. Next week. Next week. Oh. Goddamn holidays. <laughs> so, so no update until next week on your D&D campaign. That's cool. Uh, this past week I was at a busy one. Uh, once again, just going to join the club. I went to see Spider-Man with all of you wonderful gentlemen. And uh, also, uh, then I went to the next day. I left for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as I took uh, the stepkid, my stepson, my little homie. <laughs> took him to his first NFL game. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And uh, we went to see the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Tennessee Titans and defeat the Tennessee Titans. So that was pretty awesome. And I uh, had a good time all weekend long. And uh, a lot of memories made. Uh, a lot of fun. The Of course, I am drained from being in a car <laughs> for that many hours over those days. But, you know, that's why I spaced out the trip. But still, ugh, if I don't have to sit in a car for a long uh, period of time again for a long while, I'd be all right with that. But that's a lie because 
a week from this Friday, so New Year's Eve, we will be driving to Atlantic City, New Jersey, which is a four-hour card ride. But whatever, it is what it is. And driving back on Sunday. So, uh, you know, hey, fun times, fun trips, fun vibes. But uh, all the way around, I think everybody had a good week here. We hope all of you listening also had a good week. Uh, and, of course, uh, this is the final Three Fat Nerds podcast before Christmas. For, so for those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. For those of you who celebrate the holidays, whether it's Kwanzaa or whatever other holidays you are celebrating, we hope you have a very happy holiday season with your friends and family. But with that being said, uh, we also would like you guys to join in the conversation with us. And the way you do that is simple. You hit us up on our Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share that page. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at 3FatNerdsPod. Of course, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever you're talking about this show. Show that support and love. Of course, for all information about what we got going on here, 8122Productions.com is the place to go. You can find the link to the Public store where you can go ahead and buy yourself some merch and uh, so, uh, you know help support the show and get some cool swag. Of course, you can also find the link to t- the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash 607podcast podcast myself and ken m from the odph podcast are live talking wrestling for 607 tws of course we're also live for wrestling pay-per-views ufc pay-per-views movie nights and more so make sure you're following us over there on twitch because uh, a lot of stuff happens of course also you have links to our uh friends of the show who are in bands who provide us music like the opening theme which is performed by our good friend shout at the robots learn about them floodlands tom jolu second suitor of course the phosphines from melbourne australia and the jasons from west virginia if i know about them uh, there's a whole section there that links you right up to their spotify youtube music and band camps so check them out support them because they're awesome for supporting us we have local sponsors of the show like dragon master games and rex to Roz. they have their own section and last but certainly not least, we have the link to Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, and you also help support the podcast in streams going down here at 607podcast slash 8122productions. So, uh, you know, hop on. Join some stuff. We've got some new stuff coming to you guys in the not-too-distant future. So remember that to support the show. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Also, uh... I'm going to ask the favor. It is the holiday season. It is the season for giving. So if you would like to give us something for absolute free, wherever you're listening to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which, by the way, has this new feature of rating a five-star rating system, go ahead and rate us on there. Five stars. That'd be awesome. Apple Podcasts, rate rate and review. Five stars. Give us a review. Uh, And any other podcast or good pods, you can rate every episode of the show and whatever you're listening on. Make sure you throw in a rating, a little some comments, a little review for the show. It's absolutely free for you to do, and it means the world to us. It is the season of giving after all. And make sure you're smashing that subscribe or follow button on any podcatcher so you get our shows directly delivered to you each and every week. Yeah. That's right. The the warning track. <laughs> That's yeah. literally like the warning track. We got 30 seconds left before the music runs out on me, and I'm making it happen. I've been making it happen more and more of these weeks. So, you guys ready to talk? Let's talk. Let's get this story out of the way, because it's time for this week's... Edition of the Nerd News. Bam, bam. If you could see the video, if we had a video element, you would see me giving the fists in the right times for the bomb, bomb, bomb. All right, you know what? I'm going to be honest. With the exception of Spider-Man No Way Home, 
which we're going to cover in Diesel Movie Club because, you know, some of it's spoilery, and that's why we want to make sure you guys do not hear the spoilery stuff. You know, we have the spoiler, you know, we give you our honest takes before, then we drop the spoiler drop. If you guys aren't familiar, if this is your first time listening, that's what we do later on. So we're not going to give out any of that news because that's a whole kind of part of that. So without that, there wasn't too much going on, but there was a few things floating around in the ether. Uh, are you ready to talk about some of them? Oh, yeah. First up, we did have a trailer because as we found out, Hulu is bringing back a show in a way. Oh, yeah. They're rebooting, restarting, retelling. Uh, It's kind of up in the air what you want to take from this, but of course, you remember How I Met Your Mother was a classic comedy sitcom. Well, Hulu is going to be dropping How I Met Your Father. Wait, is this from the woman's perspective? It is from the woman's perspective. Uh, Of course, starring Hilary Swank. Which no, or no, no, Hillary, Hillary Duff. Duff. Why did I say Hillary Swank? <laughs> Got Hillary Swank on the mind. It's Hillary Duff. Wow. Thank you for that. So uh, starring Hillary Duff, and it's going to be hitting Hulu soon. Uh, the first trailer dropped. How did you guys feel about the trailer? <laughs> this looks really bad. I want to give it a try, just in hopes that it captures some of the essence of how I met your mother. But no, this looks really bad. Like there's from the trailer, I got no gist of a likable person where it looks like a bad mashup of How I Met Your Mother, Friends, and people you don't want to hang out with because anything you say, you're going to be politically incorrect. Yes. Uh, Ron, you got anything you want to add to that? No, it's not good. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's going to end the same way as How I Met Your Mother. And it's the long around story of how uh, I'm sitting in love with your Aunt Robin. Oh, Jesus. It might be. It might be. Uh, speaking of which, uh, there is a description of the show. Uh, I, I also watched the trailer. was very underwhelmed by it. But the description of the show that we are given is, In the near future, Sophie, played by Hilary Duff, is telling her son the story of how she met his father, a story that catapults us back to the year 2022, where Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love in the age of dating apps and limitless options. How I Met Your Father premieres on Hulu on January 18th. 20, 22, so three days after my birthday. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out for at least one episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it like honest. two or three episodes, and then I'm out. Then he's like, I, I feel confident that uh, it's only going to last like, that long in my world. Yeah. Uh, how about we talk about a series that we got, got announced that we are all about? Uh, it has been announced that The Goonies, the classic movie The Goonies, is going to be coming to Disney Plus as a television series. That's right. So uh, get ready. Not too much information on it at this point in juncture due to the fact that, uh, you know, obviously it was just announced. We did get that it will be uh, the uh, producers will include Gail Berman uh, and Hend Bagdi from the Jackal Group and Lauren Schuler Donner and the late Rich, uh, and the late Richard Donner and Amblin TV's Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey. So they are giving Richard Donner a producer credit in this as, as, as for the late, but his, it looks like. His uh, his daughter is taking over. Nice. So, how do uh, you guys feel about the Goonies? Ah, hesitant. Um, I'm I'm hoping this is where they break from doing the baby version of a character because the world does not need a baby sloth. <laughs> that will be the stuff of nightmares. Um, I don't know. Like I, I trust Disney Plus's TV shows. Like I'm a big fan of the Mighty Ducks. I just don't know if. I don't know if the world needs the Goonies right now. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of like hesitant on it. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Or I don't think it really needs. Yeah, I mean, like, especially now, like it doesn't. I mean, Corey Feldman needs some work. So, oh, stop. 
Stop. <laughs> there you go. At least, I mean, let's bring back the Lost Boat. Uh, no. Wait, we did that. Hey, listen, that, we're still getting that. We're still getting that project. But, yeah, so we, we do know that, like, this is going to be a, a, a shoot-off. It's not going to be exactly that. They're still working out some of the details because there was, like, a treatment that was passed, but we know that that's going to morph. Like, that is pretty much a guarantee. Uh, so I don't expect to see this probably until, like, 2023 because we haven't even hit the production thing yet. No. We have hit a treatment, and they signed on and greenlit it. Yeah. So, and the treatment was called Our Time, and it was basically like a, a, a teacher helping a class recreate the movie shot for shot. But now that that's gotten green lit, I doubt that that's going yeah. to stay. You know what I mean? And that was also the, from the article from Variety. <laughs> They're also kind of like, yeah, I don't think that that's going to stick. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, we'll find out soon enough. Like I said, since it just got green lit, uh, you probably won't see anything until 2023, 2024. Yeah. But still, it's cool. Hopefully, they do something cool with it. Hopefully, it's not a, a failure. And guess what? So far, Disney Plus has been hitting home runs. Yeah. Let's be honest. So far. Also, I got to say, the nostalgia feel for most of the shows, hitting home runs. I mean, you, you say what you will, but Mighty Ducks was a big hit for Disney Plus. We know Cobra Kai is a mega hit for Netflix. So, I, I'm, I still have faith. I'm just <laughs> saying. I still have faith. Well, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about things that DC has on a docket, correct? And one of them was a Blue Beetle movie yes. that was slated to come direct to HBO Max. Well, not so fast. Uh, it is now being reported that instead of being an HBO Max exclusive, the upcoming DC movie Blue Beetle will now be heading straight to theaters in the fall of 2023. The DC film from director Angel Manuel Soda Stars Cobra Kai star Zolo Meridiana. I can't say his name right. I'm sorry. Miguel from Cobra Kai. Miguel from Cobra Kai. Thank you. <laughs> in the lead role is Jamie Reyes, a young teenager who discovers an alien uh, scarab that bonds to his body. While Blue Beetle didn't previously have an HBO Max release date, a shift to the Warner Brothers film slate has brought with it details on the superhero flick exiting the streaming wars for a big screen release. Blue Beetle now has a premiere date of August 18th, 2023. Three. I love how they call that fall, by the way. Yeah. It's still yeah. summer for me. Uh, how are you guys feeling about Blue Beetle now getting a theatrical release instead of just an HBO Max release? Anything Zolo does, I'm kind of with. Um, I'm not too familiar with Blue Beetle. My only exposure to Blue Beetle was seeing him in um, Batman Brave and the Bold. And I did enjoy the character on that show. Um, that being said... I, I don't know. Young Justice does them all right. Like, okay. he does them well. It's, but it's, is there enough of a fan base for Blue Beetle? Or is no. this going to be like, are it's, they trying to make a fan base for him off of this? It's, I don't, well, I, I shouldn't say there's not. I'm I'm not really, like, Young Justice does them good. But it's their version of Iron Man, basically. Without being a rich kid, or being rich. Yeah. Because the Scarab does everything that, <laughs> the, like, that's the whole reason why Marvel went nanotechnology because that's what the scarab uses so okay. that, that and if they, you tell me that's wrong i'm going to tell you no because they're like well we're going to start jabbing at dc as many times as we can so they just did all the technology ahead of time okay so it's that's all it's going to be it's yeah. just a kid with a i i hope it works though because i like i do love zolo's work and the what i saw from batman brave and the bold i did really enjoy yeah. that character so i kind it's, of i'm excited to see it on the big screen well it's also like it ties into being like venom because the scarab talks to him. Yeah. So that's the whole, like, 
It wasn't that it was like aggressive. Uh, Sometimes. Watch Young Justice. Okay. <laughs> there you go. The, the difference is he controls the scare. He basically tells the scarab off. And, okay. You know, but Young Justice, he does. He's like, your actions don't help. You, we can eliminate this whole situation right now by killing. No, we're not going to do it like that. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's it just doesn't kill. Okay. So, uh, in final nerd news for this week, uh, we got some uh, news from Marvel. Uh, I'm taking this from a comicbook.com article written by Adam Barnhart. Uh, and uh, it says, The Punisher is returning to the Marvel world in a big way. Monday, Marvel Entertainment announced an all-new Punisher series written by modern icon Jason Aaron and the art team of Jesus Sayas and Paul Azacita. The House of Ideas is billing the Prestige series as the definitive culmination of Frank Castle's journey in the Marvel Universe, so they're pulling out all the stops for it. Set to launch in March, the series will feature 13 oversized issues that run monthly, placing the finale out in April of 2023. Saez is set to draw the present-day journey of the character, while Azacita's line art will be focused in the flashbacks. The series is also changing Castle's iconic brand after its involvement in real-world controversies over the past few years. Of course... Uh, In a unique twist of fate, Castle has been forced to become a warlord of the hand as he reports directly to the Beast. This new series also happens to be Aaron's first return to character since he penned the Punisher Max series for 22 issues between 2010 and 2012. That series featured art by the late Steve Dillon. Of course. Um, Listen, I just want to throw this out there. (laughs) We all know, if you guys were not living under, you know, a, a stone... 2019 was the last time we saw the Punisher in comic book form. The reason being, and I'm going to say it, some idiots in in the alt-right decided, and with militias and stuff, decided to wear the iconic Punisher symbol as they thought that they were Billy Badass. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what side of the line people fall on, but, you know, the people who are doing it are pretty fucking dumb. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yes. Uh, once again, I if you well, this is less political. For those of you who listen to this show, and if you're new to it, this isn't really a political statement. It's more of a, I hate when people appropriate nerd culture for bullshit. Because it costs us great things, and we're all fans of The Punisher. So anyways, that's when they pulled the plug, because they didn't want Frank Castle slash The Punisher to be associated with nutbags uh, who are going around with walking around with guns, probably going to shoot themselves in the leg like Cheddar Bob in 8 Mile. Okay? <laughs> Let's just throw it out there. So... Fast forward now, they're, they're, the Punisher is a super, mega, huge comic book. And so how do you bring the Punisher back? Well, their answer is, instead of using uh, the Punisher's iconic skull, which they kind of have in a couple of the earlier pictures, yeah. they're switching over to this new, and you'd have to look it up, uh, they're switching over to this new symbol that is like almost like a samurai skull. Yes. Yeah. It's quite different. So, this is how their way around rebooting things is. So, let's start with that. Let's not start about what we think of the series. How do you think of Marvel's move to try to take back the Punisher? If you're going to keep the character the same, then you're just giving them more merchandise to appropriate. Yes. So, just stick with the one classic. Now, if you want to do it for artistic reasons and not because of anything of that, all right. I'm not a fan of it, though. (laughs) I agree. Okay, what do you got? Ryan? Yeah, like it's you're just going to have a different symbol. Like it, just take it off completely. Just do a black the, shirt. Yeah, just do black. Mm-hmm. Just just take it off completely. Just have a throwaway line. This is who I was. This is who I am now, or something yeah. like that. Like, and you just take a black shirt. Like, oh, 
Or, you know, if you want to do the political line, because that's what they're going with, yeah. why don't you just do something like, you know, this 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 used to, like, have him take it off, do one of those classic things in the comics where he takes it off and he puts it in the thing, and he goes, this used to be the symbol that struck fear in the hearts of those who took advantage of people. Now, people are appropriating my symbol yeah. to do things that are heinous in the name of the Punisher, so this has to go away. And so then Frank Castle just wears black. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's just a man in black, okay? Fuck it. I'm for that. Now, with that being said... Will I check this out? Absolutely. I'm a big Punisher fan. If the storyline is good and the story arc is good, it's not going to bother me long term. I just hate the fucking fact that once again in life, people appropriated nerd culture for their own fucking means, which, trust me, Frank Castle wouldn't be in agreement with any of that. Yeah. The story of Frank Castle being a vigilante is because his family was murdered mm -hmm. and he never turned against the U.S., he was still a soldier. He was still a special forces op, how, hence how he did it. And that's his connections of how he stayed out of trouble as a vigilante because he would use those. So how are you how are you appropriating this to non-patriotical things when the Punisher was a vigilante? But yes, he was a patriot. And I don't think he would be fighting on your side. As a matter of fact, there's many issues of the Punisher where he's destroying militias. Uh, yep. So I don't understand why this is a fucking thing. But once again, it's because some idiots appropriated nerd culture. And like I said, for those of you out there that might think I'm making some kind of brash political statement, I'm not. I'm making the fact that I always fall on the side of nerd. Yeah. And now we're losing, and in 2019 we bitched about this too, we're losing one of our favorite comic book heroes and one of the most popular comic book heroes of all time because some idiots thought that they were going to look bad. Look bad. Yeah. Well, for that sake, I've seen some of these people wearing Captain America shirts. Are we getting rid of the shield? We're not. So I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get rid of Captain America either. Fair trade off. Boondock Saints Three is coming. You can have that. Give us back Punisher. <laughs> we'll take back Cap and Punisher. You get Boondock Saints. Fair trade. You I get two. Two for two. I think it's a fair trade. You guys got the cool the little finger tattoos. The, the only the, the, the only person complaining about that right now would be probably Coach Duffy from the ODPH. <laughs> he might not like the idea of us giving them the Boondock Saints. But I digress. I will trade the Boondock Saints, which is not much of a trade for me. But still, I will trade that for Punisher and Catback. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, sorry. No, it's just stupid. Like, it, like you already had this guy as a symbol. Like, you... you there's they're just gonna reuse it it doesn't matter like it's already been out there so you know if you're really trying to fix it, it just i just take it off i would like if the animators did have a nice fuck you to the people out there and just be like this used to symbolize something now it just symbolizes assholes and just throws into a fire dude yeah. i would love that that was what i was going with yeah. i would love for them just to acknowledge the fact that we fucking you you, you stole our shit and fuck you. The only downside is those guys don't even read the Punisher comic. Yeah, no. they, don't, they wouldn't even know. <laughs> yep. That's the pride part. Yep. Most of them don't even know who the Punisher truly is. They're just like, oh, look at that badass skull. You know how many times we... Listen, we live in upstate New York. You know how many times I see jacked up fucking Wranglers or uh, or trucks that just have the Punisher logo on the back? I guarantee if you pull them, none of them yeah. have watched... Or it, I bet you they've maybe watched the movies. They have never... Which were bad up until whatever point. <laughs> but they've probably never read a comic. They don't really know yeah. what a comic is. Like, fuck. Like, once again, I get real angry when people appropriate nerd culture. I really do, because it always causes some bullshit. Yeah. And here we are again. Now, once again, I will give it a shot, because if the story's good, especially if they throw some some jab in there, just for the readers, because I think you do that more for the readers, who are like, fuck yeah, let's stand in solidarity with the brand and the hero that we know, and let's get behind whatever they want to do with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if it's as long as it's written well, I'll be good with it. Once once again, they went back to somebody 
who wrote a lot of Punisher books. So I feel and like the next line was so good too. Oh yeah, I feel like this will be in good hands. Uh, with that being said, that will end this week's edition of the Nerd News. A uh, little side note, by the way, before we continue on. Uh, this upcoming, like I said, upcoming at the end of the show during Diesel uh, D- during Diesel's Movie Club, we will be uh, re- reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home. And, of course, next week we will be reviewing The Matrix Resurrections for the last one of the new year. Uh, also next week we will have our first ever 3FN bonus episode coming out with a review of The Kingsman. So look out for that. So you're going to have two podcasts on this network next week. We're going to be doing that going forward for extra reviews and extra ramblings. There'll be bonus episodes. So look out for that. That'll be next week. Uh, But the week after that is what I want to talk about next. So the next two weeks after that, the first two weeks of January, we're going to do, instead of the normal movie review, we're going to do something that's become tradition here at the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. And so the first week we are going to do at Diesel's Movie Club, instead of doing that, we are going to do the nerdies. So we are all going to give our opinions and our takes on what our favorites were. So we do it not the same as the Oscars, but you have some of the certain ones. You have like best actress, best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. You have things like, you know, uh, man crush and woman crush because we we trust me we vote on both we already know who rhymes gonna be because the only stipulations for any of these is they have to be in a movie or tv series in the year 2021 and ron's all-time movie crush just happened to be in a in a in a blockbuster movie this past year so i i can spoil it for you right now he'll be picking ryan reynolds oh yes for his man crush just so you know but if you've listened to the show long enough you knew that was coming but anyways it wasn't coming (laughs) wait till i get home ryan hey baby He's got a whole cardboard cutout, and it's it's it's, it's, it's splattered white. I don't understand it, but whatever. Uh, with that oh, it, being said, it's clear now because it oh, just it dries off a little bit. Oh, well, it dries, but uh, it, it stains. It stains. Uh, but oh, anyways, yellow, <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 diesel grows mushrooms. You might want to. You might want to. You might want to get that checked out. Anyways, uh, we'll be doing those. We'll also be doing like uh, best TV series. So it'll be like our favorite series that came out this past year. Also, also, we will be doing. Uh, uh, movies, but we like to do not only do we do best movie, which is last, of course, but we also like to do things like best comedy movie, best thriller uh, slash horror film, uh, best uh, you know action film, best superhero movie or comic book movie, I should say. Uh, so, and some of them might have the same pick. So, all over, there's going to be a ton of it. Once again, it'll be our opinions. We don't do like all of us pick one and then we take it. All of us pick them and give us some, uh, you know, of our honorable mentions. So that'll be going down. And then the week after is something that I know a lot of people who listen to the show look forward to. It will be our look forward episode. So we'll be going over what we're looking forward to in the year with the new movies coming out in the year 2022. And also, hint, hint, during that, you'll be getting a lot of announcements about what we will be reviewing in the year 2022 as well. So all of that is coming up. Those are the next four weeks. I just want to let you guys know up front and center. With that being said, though, we're going to go to break. When we come back from the break, it's going to be Diesel's movie triple stuff. He's bringing you the box office. He's bringing you upcoming movies, and he's bringing you a top three. And then, of course, then we'll go to Diesel's movie club pick. And that, of course, this week will be the review of Spider-Man No Way Home after this break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Just like you. 
Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Got a hugely exciting box office report for this week because holy shit did people go out to see the movies this week. Coming in at number five, let me pull this up really quick, I had it all set. Number five this week we have Nightmare Alley with $3 million. Still want to see that, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, coming in at number four, still pulling it in, Ghostbusters Afterlife with another $3.4 million. Whoop, whoop. In a disappointing turn of events, West Side Story with $3.4 million for a total of eighteen. I could have hit the button, but I want to do it myself. That's fine. Uh, Number two, still making all that money, Encanto with $6.5 million. Yeah, make that kid's money, baby. And then if you add all that up and multiply by some integer greater than 10, you have (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home with $260 million domestic. Well, that just smashed every (laughs) pandemic (laughs) record known to man. Uh, Only because of the premium charge. Well, there was that, and then a lot of people. Man, there was a lot of big markets. I know in the Pittsburgh area, you could not get tickets because I tried because I was going to take the kids, so I'm going to take the kid on Tuesday. But like, <laughs> like in a lot of your big markets, you can't get tickets to this movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it's, it's killing those records right now. And like when we went locally, like there was a lot of people at the theater. Listen, there was I, a lot of Spider Mans dressed up at the theater. <laughs> Listen, I also want to point out I was pissed off because I had to park over into the into like one of the overflow lots. I was pissed. Like <laughs> we've been parking right next to the building for for months, and then boom. Yeah, we were like three sections over. <laughs> it was it was it was irritating. Yeah. Damn it! Even last night there were uh, we were in a small theater when we went, but that was basically full, and a family of four was trying to get tickets. And they're like, okay, here's your choices for seats. And he's like, well, what does the 5 o'clock look like? And it was the bigger theater. Here's your choices for seats. Here's your choices for seats. And he goes, well, they seem exactly the same, even though one's a big theater and one's a small. The girl's like, what do you want me to do? You asked me the time. Like, I'm giving you the tickets. That's why you should use your Regal app and go from there. Pay that $4 and come prepared. Yeah, pretty much. All right, coming out this week on uh, December 22nd, Matrix Resurrections and The King's Men. And Sing 2, which we all know how it ends. And we all know how it begins and ends. Yep. Uh, coming out on Christmas, uh, Licorice Pizza. Which we'll also be seeing and uh, doing a review for eventually. And American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. I might see it, I might I not, know. but I, I, I'm, still, I'm still questioning how Zachary Levy, who stars as Shazam, has already made moves to the Christian movie round. Usually that's where careers go to die. Yeah. But he was just in a, a big a big blockbuster. It made money. Yeah, no, it made money. William Ames needs work and he can't pull off the Kurt Warner. Well, look, what do you want? That's true. Maybe Kurt they had War- maybe they had to come up with the super money because they need a Kurt Warner. Yeah. You know, yeah. All right. So that's it for upcoming. That's it for the box office. Now it's time for your top three. And this week we're going with your top three stand up comedians currently. Currently, not of all time. Yep. All right, so at number three, because he's still doing some stuff and a lot of other projects, but I still think he's a legend, is is Kevin Hart. If you would have asked me a couple years ago, he's my number one shining star. Uh, at number two is is a combination of three people, but they all have something in common, and that, of course, is our good friends Big J. Okerson, Louis J. Gomez, and Zach Amico. I would say Dave Smith, but he's not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of them are, are, are awesome. Uh, if you're looking for really, like, if you didn't, didn't know already, I'm into cringe, uncomfortable humor. Yeah, boy. 
And then number one, man, I'll hail and salute to Dave Chappelle. I just got to throw it out there. That dude's fucking killing it. Even with everybody trying to shut him down and hating, he still has a lot of people supporting and loving him. And I'm laughing my ass off because I, I think he's fucking hilarious, in my opinion. Um, he attack, you know, he doesn't even attack. He makes fun of every group of people. So I don't understand how anybody could be offended since he does literally touch every group of people. So that's just my opinion, though. Dave Chappelle is my number one. Ron. Uh, number three um i forget his name i'm sorry oh god oh jesus not pulling up on my freaking netflix number two is going to be uh brock kreischer and number one is going to be chris rock i'll give you my number three when i pull it up on my netflix sorry brock kreischer's great <laughs> yeah, i, I yeah. can only take him in limited no i like the problem is his the good his really funny stuff he just you just keep hearing over and over yeah. again so it's like okay okay him and okay. him and tom segura fell right outside of my top three because i love tom yeah. segura a yeah, lot. I sent you guys the uh, link so you can check that out if you want to pay uh, for it. Yes, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll pay. I'll pay. I don't care. But uh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't. All right, number three right now. We're going to go with. I'm going to agree with uh, Rich with the Legion of Skanks boys. I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I'm going more bonfire though. We're going with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Yeah, Dan Soder's awesome. I too. love. Dan I mean, Soder. you could say anybody in that uh, Legion of Skanks gas digital family yeah. is is right up my alley, pretty mm. much. Except going, for the people who got their jobs because they're banging Louis J. Gomez. Well, that's not all of them. That's that's half of them. That's <laughs> half of them. But anyways, continue. Uh, my number two currently, uh, you can check out a special free on YouTube, uh, Shane Gillis. Yes, I love me some Shane Gillis. I, I would count him for that family, just like him and Ari Shafir and that family. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, like we were just talking about on Patreon, he did nothing wrong. And his new special sorry is now out on LouisCK.com. <laughs> LouisCK. You should have waited to say you said the link there until then, because then it makes more sense. <laughs> Bad radio, Diesel. Yeah. Bad radio. We'll just put him as number three for now, because I can't pull up the guy's name that I'm trying to look for. Sorry. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. But with that being said, that's going to take us out, and it is time for the Diesel's Movie Club edition this week. And of course, it is the review segment, and we will be reviewing the brand new film that came out just this past week. And I'm sure that pretty much everybody who's listening and saw this, but don't worry, we are not going to jump into spoilers first. That is Spider-Man No Way Home. So this is no spoilers. We will play the spoiler drop when we drop the spoilers, as we do on the show. But we would like to give you the rundown and our recommendations before we do that. Shall we, gentlemen? Yep. All right, of course, uh, this movie came out this past week. Uh, the official date was December 13, 2021 at the Fox Village Theater. December 17, 2021 everywhere else, unless you were like us and went to the uh, preview showings. Uh, and 148 minutes long, and of course uh, the cinematography was done by Mauro Fury, edited by Jeffrey Ford and Lee Folsom Boyd. Music by Michael Giancano. Uh, produced by Kevin Fahey and Amy Pascal. It is based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. It was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and Directed by John Watts, the movie stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Badaloon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, William Defoe, Ar Alfred Molina, Benedict Wan, Tony Rivoli, Marissa Tomei, and that is all I'm listing now. Uh, and of course, you know, many more from yeah. the Spider Verse. <laughs> And then, of course, it uh, had a budget of $200 million. Do you want to guess what the global box office is? Because you gave out what the, the the American box office was. I'm going to go like 520. Just double it. Ron. 640. Ron, you were closer. $600.9 million Jesus globally Christ. for Spider-Man. <laughs> By the way, and it was released in China. So 
it did well there. Oh, it did. <laughs> that's they didn't really. I know yeah. they were. I know no, they, they did, might not have got released. They because, did release it. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. the reason why it definitely was there because Diesel gets to do a victory lap. Those uh, involved with the show will know. All right. So with that being said, uh, real quick, we are just going to give a quick recommendation before we drop the drop and get into the full-on review. So I'm going to start with Diesel. Uh, no spoilers. Would you give this movie a recommendation and why? Yeah, definitely go see it. There is enough cool stuff in this movie that's going to please the fan inside you. Um, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but I do think you should see it, and you should see it in theaters. Tiss, 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 Diesel. All right, uh, Ron, recommendation? Why, why not? Uh, definitely a recommendation. It is definitely a great uh, end to an arc, um, and it's also kind of puts an end to multiple arcs. So definitely have to see it. Uh, I'm going to say I definitely recommend, especially if you're a Marvel fan, but even if you're not, it's a good movie. Uh, I do want to say I'm, I'm going to uh, piggyback off what Ron said. We do end some arcs because it is, you know, an ending, but there's also some beginnings. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, and we will dive into that in the spoilers in a second. But, yeah, definitely all three of us recommend it. I would even go as far as say we highly recommend it. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, you should go see it. But if you haven't seen it and you do not want this movie spoiled for you, this is going to be the time for you to check out because we are going to be going in the spoiler room. Uh, spoiler room. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. We are going into the spoiler zone right about now. All right. We are going to be talking spoilers. You've been warned multiple times. All right. So we do the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, in this movie, I think we're going to start with the good, then we'll move to the bad, and then we will go to the game, and then our scores. So, I'm going to just kick it off. Why not? I'm already talking. Uh, good stuff about this movie. I really did enjoy it. Uh, when this movie hits full force, it fucking hits full force. Uh, I, I dug, you know, the shooting of, of the Spider-Man movies has been very good. Uh, all of them so far in the trilogy, of this trilogy. Of course, they nailed home runs with uh, the returns. Because obviously, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield returned in this movie. I love how they brought them in. I love how they interacted during the movie. I thought those were highlights. Uh, I, I dug Benedict Cumberbatch in this, uh, giving us a new uh, version of Doctor Strange. Uh, I also uh, dug uh, the ending. Now, the ending of this was, was a beautiful ending. Uh, as it wasn't as much of just an ending, but also a beginning. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about the uh, post-credit scenes later after you know we do everything else. We're not going to talk about them in the good beds, but they were good as well. Uh, by the way, there's multiple. If you didn't see both, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else in the positives. Like I think I got it all covered for me. Uh, do you want to add anything, Ronald? We'll go to Ron first. Mm, the fact that it, it they gave you, uh, watching it on the second time, there there's throwaway lines that hit every part of the movie. Yeah. So, like, the one thing that I missed was there was a little upskirt on one of the news or radios or whatever about them putting the shield on the Statue of Liberty. I missed that the first time. Yeah. And they, and somebody was complaining about it. So, like, I'm like, okay, there's that. Uh, it kind of ties in Hawkeye because you have the, the um, billboard for Rogers the Musical. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's... It, there's a lot of little throwaway things that will like are showing how how important this movie really is to the MCU. And if you sit there and watch, you can sit there and pick out every little thing. 
Um, and you, there's a lot. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're gonna you're, you're you're gonna sit there. They they got you the Easter eggs yeah, and pay the, off, the, but they're it, more in the in your face and yeah. Before. So, it, but like overall, the comedy side of things was there. The the story itself was a Spider-Man story. Like it, yeah. it was all there's a few. It's a couple of the main arcs in the comics. I will say this about the, this is another one of the, when Marvel does a good movie, they they have it feel like the uh, the funny moments are like organic and this is another one of those yeah. where we had a lot of organic funny moments so you know i agree with that uh diesel right. what were your positives for spider man no way home i really enjoyed all the little cameos not the big ones but like right away in the movie we see murdoch oh matt yeah murdoch. i was gonna say matt murdoch makes a return awesome. charlie cox himself <laughs> in the movie great by the way i'm just a really good lawyer how did you <laughs> I'm a really good lawyer. Oh, so good. <laughs> your blind, your blind uh, lawyer just caught a brick that was being thrown in your house angrily. Um, and when uh, Spider-Man first came out, everyone o- always applauded. We already know the story. We didn't need an origin story, and they finally gave us a Spider-Man movie without an origin story. Well, it turns out we were all wrong. This was the Spider-Man origin story. They gave us a new origin yeah. story. In this universe, Aunt May is Uncle Ben. Yes. And oh my God, did that pull out the tears. Yes. Dude, it was, it was actually amazing. Of course, uh, once again, we're in spoilers, so it doesn't matter. Spoiler, Aunt May dies. Yep. Yep. Before she dies, she gives them the great power, comes with great responsibility. Yep. And then, of course, the other Spider-Men, when they all meet up, kind of summons us. So it kind of goes into that zone. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I thought that, that part of the story yeah. was really good. Of course, I want to throw this out there. The villains. Like, the reprisals of these roles were super good. Yes. And in a lot of ways, for the ones that were in, like, the crappier Amazing Spider-Man films, i.e. Jamie Foxx, no. i.e. The Lizard, I think they got to really shine here yep. and they really look good at doing it. And then, listen, William Defoe and Alfred Molina as Green Goblin and Doc Ock, you know, respectively, Correctly. were already in great movies, yeah. if you will. Yes. And... They were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, the arc with Green Goblin in this movie, where you're like, oh man, the stuff must have worn off. He's a good guy now, or trying to be a good guy to find out, no, nope, he's the same dickhead he always <laughs> yeah. was. And then, you know, the 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 kind of the role reversal, even with Doc Ock. And uh, I mean, let's be honest, the savior of the movie at the end is Doc Ock, yeah. who they all thought was bad again. And surprise, surprise, he's on the side of the heroes. Yeah. And that was really cool. And you got that great fight scene on on the uh, shield, on the fallen yeah, shield, yeah. where, you know, basically uh, Green Goblin is, uh, you know, harassing Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, into being like, this is everything. And he's like, nope, I just wanted to kill you myself. And he goes at him. And you're like, oh, shit, Spider-Man's about to get a body. But he's stopped by Tobey Maguire. And then Tobey Maguire gets fucking stabbed for his stopping. And then, living up to his hero moniker, Andrew Garfield tosses the the serum and he stabs you know Green Goblin with it. So it was almost like you were at that point where you thought maybe Peter will still kill the Green Goblin, yeah. but he ends up not. He ends up listening to the two Spider Men who told him before it's not worth it. And you saw their arcs come to a close. That was cool. Like yeah. they made peace with all the people that you know yeah. in their universes. So I thought it was overall. Yeah. I thought that the story coming full circle was amazing. Yes. So I agree with you. Uh, I do need you to do your victory lap though, because I think this is a positive. Your victory lap. There was a certain character that a lot of people thought were going to be. I don't think I have to lead you as far this time. That once again didn't return. Diesel, would you would you like to take the victory lap? They are never bringing Mephisto into these movies. <laughs> when will you people stop? Why are you even clamoring for? It? It's a shitty character in the books, anyways. Stop. <laughs> he is a little bitch in the books. Oh. Dude, I just want to point out, 
It could not open in China if there was Mephisto. Yeah. yeah. And $600 million is the reason, you know, if we did the math, 250, that means China probably did the same and everywhere else another 100 million because that's usually how that works. Yes. So, yeah, they're going to pass up all that cash for a devil character? No, no. no. Quick, I, honestly, I don't remember, but in Ghost Rider, they didn't even use Mephisto. They used Blackheart, right? Blackheart was the villain. Yes, Blackheart okay. was yes. the villain. And Blackheart's a fine villain because it's not fucking Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, it sounds badass. I, I just want to throw this out there. If they ever do Mephisto... If they ever, if it will be a Disney Plus series, and it'll probably be a one-off, it won't be connecting yeah. to the rest of the thing. Yeah. By the way, why would you bring in a character like Mephisto when we know Kang the fucking Conqueror is on the way, and yes. we have a new villain that we found out about at the end on the way? Not a new villain, a revisited one. We'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit when we talk about so the, the bonuses. Anyways, well, you were partially right because of yeah, it, and partially wrong. So that's why you're, you're filmed. So speaking of it, let's go to the misses for us. And I don't have that many, but I will say this. The one big miss for Rich. And, and like I said, I've already said this movie's great. When you hear my thing, you're, you're going to understand that I really like this movie. The problem I had is in the beginning part of this movie, there is a long period of time of, of them setting stuff up that isn't necessarily important to the story. See, they could have jumped in with all the stuff we know for the, the last two movies. We could have just gotten, hey, the, our lives got fucked up once you became Peter Parker. But for some reason, we have this MIT thing, which is the straw that broke the camel's back, which I don't get, which made, and I get it, some people would say, because what I'm about to say, some people would be like, well, that's the point. Because it, it makes Peter Parker look like he's not worried about anything but that. Like, what's worse? The fact that you have people hounding your aunt all the time, hounding your house that you're in hiding, hounding your friends and they're in hiding, you're being drugged into the police station multiple times. Like, like, that stuff is all worse and more worth going to get the help of Doctor Strange than, oh, man, we didn't get into MIT and it's my fault. And even Strange in the movie, when he finds out, <laughs> goes, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's 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 one of those situations. Well, not even that. Just have it posed as the everyone knows who I am. I can't go back out there. Right. Because I can't be everywhere at once. So now I have to, like, pseudo retire. And I yeah. can't retire. I need to keep doing this. Right, right. Something like that. But once again... It's a very small gripe, but it's also you could have gotten rid of some of the dead spots. And I'll give Johnny Moose from Excite Wrestling, our good friend, credit. He, he even said, he was like, I he agreed with me, and a lot of us agreed that night. And Moose also said, though, but you're walking a double-edged sword. This movie was really good. So people would have instantly been like, wow, man, they could have, you know, they could have cut 20 minutes. But then people would have been like, oh, man, I wish this movie had 30 more minutes because it was really good anyways. Yeah. But once again, what people understand is when you trim the fat, sometimes the stuff that can just go. And that's just personally me. I could have done without the MIT stuff because I think the other things were way more important. It wasn't like MIT was like the straw for me that was like, oh, man, now they can't go to MIT. I was like, shit, you know what sucks? That your best friend just got hauled into the police precinct. You know what sucks is that your girlfriend is getting like harassed yeah. for being your girlfriend. You know what sucks is you and your Aunt May had to move in with Aunt May ex-boyfriend <laughs> poor, happy. <laughs> poor happy because he loved her yes he did because you fucked up I, I, I'm yeah. just saying and with that that that's literally my only problem in this film uh, Ron do you have something you want to add so just it, the slow points were slow like they, they like you said like they were slow like it, it, like it's stating that even it's stating that it was a week later so the, the real question is where does it fit and everything because it's just it's a week after Far From Home. Yeah. So I, I like that line. I, I, I do like how they slid that in. Yeah. Because the line was the, the, the greatest light week of my life was the week 
that you found out. So yeah. that's how you knew it was a week. And on uh, the news broadcast, it says a week since the right, right, yeah. murder but, of. But you had multiple things. Yeah. But I like that line yeah. from Peter Parker because, like, he, he says that that week with him and him and MJ yeah. was hit the greatest week of his life. I liked yeah. it. I dug yeah. it. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. But it's like, it's like, so where does it fit everywhere else? <laughs> so, like, it is like, you know, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> Right. In, in our time. So it's like, where does everything fit? Where, you know, and it's fine. It's just one of those little nitpits there. Uh, you know, everybody else has, you know, they're saying plot holes this, plot holes that. Like, the one the one fact that two individuals hear the name Doc Connors and nobody looks at the lizard and go, like, Doc Ock doesn't look at the lizard and go, wait, Doc Connors? You know, they were well, friends. It was a different, but it was a different universe. No, I know. I but, that's what they were trying to go. Like, because, like, to be fair, that's why they didn't know each other. It's different universes. Right. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, them saying, oh, Connors becomes the lizard. Wonder what, you know, like, not, not trying to flush out why. Like, oh, because he was trying to fix his arm. He was trying to make, you know, like, what, what, why? Like, well, we, we, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that was a plot hole. And the reason why is because. It is covered by different universes because remember everybody asks about whoever in the different universe. So like in two of the Spider-Man universes, well, one you have, you know, Norman Osborn has a son. One he doesn't. In this one, there is no Norman Osborn. You know what I mean? Does that right. make sense? And then like the story of the best friends, like you know, uh, technically Andrew Garfield doesn't have the quote-unquote best friend, whereas. Toby Maguire does, and he tells the <laughs> fucked up story, which is hilarious. Like, yeah, I had to. I, he died in my arms after he tried to kill me, yeah. and I had to kill him. And then that's like, I'll never do that to you. <laughs> so it was <laughs> kind of funny. I'll never, was, I'll never come here. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Because he wasn't there for that conversation. But I mean, so I think they did. I mean, I understand why people think it's plot holes, but I think they did a good enough job going that all of them were different. So even if there was a Connors, because we did see that there was some overlap, because every world had a Peter Parker, yeah. but all the Peter Parkers were different, and of course they they really make that up with uh, Tobey Maguire talking like Tobey Maguire shoots this yeah. and they're like it comes out of your body you make that in your body like what the hell dude, dude the, the bromance between all three of them is oh, yeah. hilarious it is, it is I thought it was great yeah. but like I, I think that like I, I mean I, if you thought that they were plot that's fine and like other people obviously yeah. I mean, you're not the only one but I really do think that they did a good enough job covering that in each universe things are different so you're not the same because think about it. two of the universes there was an Uncle Ben who died to create Spider-Man and in one universe, there's no, Uncle ben. there's no Uncle Ben. It was Aunt May, yeah. which is the new one, obviously. And, of course, then the parents were involved even in Andrew Garfield's storyline, yeah. but not in Tobey Maguire's storyline and also not in Tom Holland's storyline yeah. to this point. Yeah, but then you also get the, 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 the moment where, you know, all the feels when uh, MJ's falling. And, par, and, and Garfield and, saves her. Yeah, and... To, uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man tries to save her, but Green Goblin takes him off. And then Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man's just like, okay, I know how to do this. Yeah, because I fucked up once. Before. I fucked up once. <laughs> Which I love well, that they did that in the movie, yeah. the same and, as they do in the comic. And, he, and this time he does it different. And he all and he basically breaks down. <laughs> like, yeah, it was cool. Scene. Like, like you're just like, that. oh, that's the feels. That's 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 the scene you would like to see. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Is there any more negatives that you have, Ron? Or no. Not really? Diesel, you got anything you want to add to the list we have already? Which is very small. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, he's got more. He's like, oh, yes. Here the we go. The fact that Andrew Garfield saved MJ and did not make her Gwen Stacy number two. I do not get Zendaya. I I, I, I don't like her as an actress. Listen, I have no problem with that scene because I, I like how they write not just the movie, but also the comics. 
like as a cool thing yeah. he learned oh. and, it, and then they take the time to show that he's emotional about it yeah. because in the spurt in the heat of the moment he remembered to not do what caused yeah. you know Gwen Stacy to die so that was yeah. cool but in my that, opinion so, yeah so one of the negatives for me is Zendaya like I do not like her as an actress in this franchise or in the Dune franchise like I just don't get it um and then I'm just gonna piggyback on you guys when it was dragging out it dragged out it was a long movie um like that beginning exposition with the recap of the last movie into the MIT storyline, just get rid of it. We we get the point. Peter doesn't want everybody to know who he is. Let's go see the doctor. <laughs> I gotcha. Here's the thing. Uh, I I, I want to add one more negative, but I'm going to start with a positive because I like the way this movie ended. Uh, so for those of you, uh, what I'm talking about is the ending ending of this movie where Doctor Strange cannot stop the multiverse from tearing apart and re- unleashing a bunch of people who know who Peter Parker is into this world, which would probably cause mass devastation. And the only way, as Peter tells him, is if you make people forget that I'm Spider-Man is Peter Parker and make them forget about Peter Parker, will they just go away? And he was like, it would work. And then you have that moment where Strange has that almost like, but then we would all forget about you. Like, I wouldn't know who you are, and I don't want to do that. Like, he has that selfish moment where he's like, I, you know, pretty much tells him he loves him without saying, I love you. And he was like, he was like, you know, he's like, I don't want to do that. You know, like your friends, your family, I'm me. Because like when he throws the me in there, you're like, oh shit. He's like, I don't want to forget you. And he was like, but it's the only way. So all through the movie, all through the last two movies, all three movies in this trilogy, we have found out that the cause of most problems for young Peter Parker and Spider-Man is his selfishness is the fact that he wants to be of two worlds. He wants to be Spider-Man, he wants to be Peter Parker, and he wants everything to coexist. And when it when there's any inconvenience to him or any of it, he reverts into himself and it's real bad. And that's where the problems lie. So it's been a, this was a great way in his last act of this trilogy to have the selfless act of saying, "Make everybody forget me. Make everybody forget me." And so he does, and he we get the nice you know send off. He he goes and hugs the Spiderman, <laughs> Spiderman squared. He goes and you know tucks, hugs Ned and, and and MJ and tells them, hey, this is what's going to happen. And she's like, is there any other way? And he goes, no, but I'll make you remember me, which is going to bring me to my negative in a second. And then of course he has the final moment with Strange, where Strange says, you know, he's like, all right, sir, and he goes, don't call me, sir. Call me Steven. So he goes, okay, Steven. He goes, still sounds weird even now. <laughs> still feels weird. <laughs> and then, of course, boom, it's over. Yeah. Spider-Man, is, nobody, everybody knows Spider-Man. Nobody knows Peter Parker. Like, nobody knows him. We get that cue in because we, he goes to Aunt May's grave and Happy's there. And Happy doesn't know who he is. And asks him who he is. And he just says, oh, I knew May through Spider-Man. And he goes, oh, okay. Me too. Me too. Which is weird because don't you think that he knows who Spider-Man is so he should still... like It's a weird it's a weird concept, but I get yeah. it. It's magic. We're not supposed to get it completely. It's magic. So where did I... And then he goes and he sees MJ and, and Ned are at the thing. They both got into MIT. And they're and, you know he goes to talk to her. He's got this whole speech. And he decides she looks happy and doesn't do it. He just walks... You know, he says, you know, see you around and walks away. Which was kind of a nice, you know, whatever. Unselfish. He's learned his lesson, I guess, right? Is that yeah. what we're saying? Which I'm happy with all this. Mind you, there's nothing wrong. Here's the negative. They let us fucking know that there's another trilogy yes, before, before this, this movie. movie. So now I'm kind of like, fuck, I wish I didn't know because yes. now I know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know the next three movies are going to continue the adventures of Spider-Man, which is fine, but that Peter Parker 
is by getting himself. getting well not by himself, not just by himself, but we know he's going to be trying to get MJ back and convi- you know rekindling the flame. And so the side mission for Peter Parker is going to be Ned and uh, MJ remembering who he is. Well, just being Spider Man as well. So it's kind of like like man, I just wanted that. I, I wish yeah. they would have said that after the fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my negative is they should have had MJ and Ned like show like faction like they oh because like, I like, thought they, they were, were going there we, we all know it did because that that would have been the knife and the twist that would have been like oh fuck <laughs> uh, yeah like but they didn't do that I was like oh no. I wish like she gives the to her his donut and like gives him a quick little Wait. kiss and then yeah yeah I thought that was gonna happen I was waiting for <laughs> yeah, that but I was like because I was like oh no that's what I thought oh too. no and then it doesn't happen you're like okay I'm still not totally upset about it but I'm like okay all right <laughs> but uh, so Peter Parker at the end of the day I love the movie. As far as like the storyline, and yeah. like I said, most of these things were like inconsequential things. I also I like I like the uh, little hints to the future because remember uh, we have the conversation between Andrew Garfield and uh, Jamie Fox where he's like, "Oh, we thought you were from Queens. You yeah. wear a mask. I thought you were going to be black." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, sorry to disappoint you." He was like, "He's like, well, wait a minute. That means in another universe, Spider Man couldn't be black, right?" And Andrew Garfield's <laughs> like, "Absolutely." Yeah. So you're you're leading in, yeah. you know, which I thought was great. Um, I, I did. I dug a lot about this movie. They 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 hit the line with Doc Ock and Toby. Oh yeah, uh, how you doing? Trying to do better. No, yeah, they, 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 they did. A, they did a they, lot they of great hit every part man. that they needed to. And by the way, I, I said it that night. And I'm going to say it again. This remote movie reminded me why I think Spider-Man 2 is the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Because there's a lot of stuff based out of that movie that when it comes back, you're like, oh yeah, yes, yes, so good. But that's that's just me. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. I dug I dug where they went. I dug a lot of this stuff. I'm sure I'm forgetting some of the stuff I dug because that's yeah. how good it was, and we'll probably talk about it uh, some more in the future. But let's get to, before we get to the game, let's get to the post-credit what? scenes. So the scene one, mid-credit scene, uh, was the comedy scene, yes. pretty much. It is Eddie Brock <laughs> on an island somewhere because he keeps getting morphed around. <laughs> well, he, they keep jumping he, from... They were on vacation in Mexico when on, he first got morphed. Over. And then when... Now, so he's just at the island bar. Yeah, yeah. but he's gonna get, he gets morphed again <laughs> oh, here yeah. as we find out. But I'm just well, saying... Because he gets sent back. We don't, we don't, we, we don't know exactly where he's going. He, <laughs> well, he, well, like it's, it's never really alluded. It, we just know that Venom is explaining to him the hive mentality. So Venom is explaining to him how they know Peter Parker. So he doesn't forget who Peter Parker is. He doesn't call him Peter Parker. He calls him Spider. That's that. that he we have to go find that Peter guy. Yeah. But he doesn't forget because obviously because the multiverse that the Hive has that Venom's part of remembers all this shit. It doesn't matter what magic does, which I thought was a cool storyline. So basically, but they forget why they hate him. He just kind of gets like, well, we need to find him so we can find out why we don't like him. <laughs> like well, it's kind of a weird statement. Yeah. Well, he's sitting at the bar and he's and he's drinking. <laughs> Eddie Brock's drinking, and he's the bartender's trying to explain the Avengers and the heroes. And Brock's just like, oh, wait, this world has heroes. There was a purple alien that they defeated, <laughs> and then they're, he they're, wanted they're, stones. <laughs> Aliens want brains. <laughs> And then, you know, like, there's a guy, you know, green guy that has anger issues. Yeah, the Hulk. And you thought Lethal Protectors was a evil, it was a bad name. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And, of course, he stands up right before he gets, he goes out. He's like, we're drunk! And he does the arms outstressing, which every drunk person has done at least once in their life. And then they zap away. So that was your mid credit scene. Yeah. So just some more well, work to say. You're forgetting the important part of that. 
Something got left behind. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, also got left behind is a piece of venom. Yep. So we got another symbiote on our hands pretty soon. But uh, I forgot. I did forget about yeah. that part because it was... I like the funnier parts, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, they're more yeah. setting up where Venom and Spider-Man are going to meet eventually. Uh, and then at the post credit scene was the more important screen. Now, I want to give uh, Ron a shout out. Ron said in the prediction show that he predicted that they were going to give us at least a teaser for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Well, we went through the whole trailers, no teaser. The final credit scene, and this is, to my knowledge, the first time they've done this exact thing. We got the teaser trailer pretty much. That's yeah. what it was yes. for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness with the huge reveal. Now we got to see him in Wanda. We got to see all sorts of crazy stuff, but we got the one big reveal. The big bad ain't Mephisto. The big bad isn't even Kang at this point in juncture. The big bad, and I kind of called this when I said that uh, I think that that was going to be who was behind it, and it kind of looks like it's going to be behind it, at least in the Multiverse of Madness. And I don't care what you want to call him. I still call him Strange Supreme. It's the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Strange. If from What If yeah. is the villain in real life action. Benedict Cumberbatch looked amazing, yeah. by the way, as Strange Supreme. Because that's how I'll differentiate the yes. two. Oh, my God. How great is this? Yeah. Once once you heard the, the, the slight tone difference in the voice and the, saw the gauntness of the Benedict Cumberbatch, you're like, no way. Fuck yeah. I was fucking blown away, man. Because we sat through that whole like teaser, and you're like, okay, this looks cool. Magic stuff, him, Wanda, blowing things up, some cool stuff. And then all of a sudden, you get to that last scene of the teaser. And they're like, this is who's responsible. And we're like, what? And I'm expecting Kang. I, I swear to God, I was. And all of a sudden, you're just like, you're the oh, greatest threat to the universe. You are. And then and then all of a sudden, on the screen, it pans up, and it's fucking Strange Supreme. And Strange in the same scene. Yeah, They're yeah. both in the same scene, but... It was fucking awesome. And I'm going to butcher it, but you also got to see the, the look of Shuma Groff. Yes. He's the one-eyed, yeah. you know, alien there that's, you know, been in Marvel vs. Capcom since the beginning. Like, yes. Please <laughs> take my fucking yeah. money is yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, technically, I think he's like the sort like the chaos demon or something. A little bit. A yeah. little bit like that. But you know what? Wanda. It, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I forgot. I forget. I actually forget his story. Sorry, Ken. I'm sorry. I forget his. He'll his remind history, you. But, please. But, please. Take my fucking money for this movie already. I mean, I was already excited for it because I liked, I liked Doctor Strange. However, this take my fucking money for. Well, I thought you know, like the bigger reveal was going to be like when he's talking to Wanda and she's like talking about, yeah, I know what I did was fucked up in Westview. Oh no, I'm not here about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a great line. He was like, I don't care what you did in Westview. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> Way too minor scope for my my liking. No, 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 no. We got we got bigger fish to fry, woman. And it was it was it was it was good. I mean, kudos, hats off. Well, it has come to that time of the show. Before we give our scores, we got to find out what the other scores were around the interwebs. But you know, we like to have fun and play a little. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> I know I remember this right. Ron did win last week. So Ron is defending the throne. Can he hold on? Will Diesel reclaim the throne? We'll find out. Of course, the game is played simply. Uh, the first three questions are by uh, Price is Right rules. That means whoever's closest without going over gets the point. And if we need a tiebreaker, we go to the final question, or sometimes multiple points to make it interesting, because we must have a winner. That will be whoever gets closest to the score. Unlike period. the Detroit Lions. That's right. We, uh, <laughs> But they did win yesterday. They, they did win yesterday. Greatest upset of the year against the Arizona Cardinals. All right. You guys ready? Diesel, since you're the challenger, you go first. IMDB out of 10. What did they give Spider-Man? No way home. 8.9. Ronald. 
Higher or lower. Uh, higher or uh, lower. It's only been an only out for the weekend, so it's going to be higher. It's not going to average out, so I'm going to go nine. Nine even? Nine even. Nine even. Final answer. Yes. Ron gets the point. It was nine out of ten. <laughs> it's, it's only been out for... Yeah. All right, Ron, you're up next. Metacritic. So only critic scores. Out of 100%, what did they give Spider-Man? No way home. 84. Diesel. I'll give you some wiggle room. 87. Ooh, a little wiggle room. Ooh. What? Metacritic gave this movie 72%. So for the people out there that didn't think it got any negative reviews, it got some. All right. So that means. Just like Diesel gave it. <laughs> that Should means. Follow with Diesel. Unless Ron gets this right, this is going to go to overtime. Diesel, to prevent Ron from winning, Rotten Tomatoes, combined score out of 100%. What did they give Spider Man No Way Home? 90. Ron. <laughs> 91, but I think you're on with 90. Ron wins. No, I thought you were on with 90. Ron, you take the win. Uh, it was 94% in Rotten Tomatoes. I will. All right, Google users, for funsies, Ron, what did they give it? 82. Diesel. 97. It's the first <laughs> week Google users are all about this. Diesel, you would have been right on the, almost right on the money. 98%. <laughs> 98%. Diesel, right on the money. All right, yeah. with that being said, it is now our time to give our nerd score. And, of course, I will give my critic score. And if Diesel feels free or whoever wants to give a critic score as well, they can. But first and foremost, important for the show is the nerd score. Of course, the nerd score is an entertainment score. That means that, yes, we take our critical review of the movie into attempts, but we also take how entertained we were coming in or out of the movie. A perfect example of this as always, is Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive, me and Ron definitely would give a four out of five on our nerd scale, but in real life, it's probably like a three or two at best on the on a, out of 10 critical scale, but it's entertaining as hell. So uh, the, it winds up like this. A one is no. That means you should never watch this movie. A number two is you've been warned. That means, yeah, you might watch this movie, especially if you like it, but guess what? You probably shouldn't watch it, and we've warned you. Uh, three is take it or leave it. That means that you should see this movie, but you can wait for it to come out on Netflix or your favorite streaming service or when you can rent it for a cheap amount of money. There is no rush to go out and see it at the theater unless you really want to or spend any money on it. Four is, of course, just take my money. And that means you should go to the theater to see this movie. You should probably buy it on DVD. You can even buy it on Amazon or whatever you want to do. But this is definitely worth spending your hard-earned cash. It's that good of a movie. And, of course, five is rarefied error. Of course, that is certified nerd. That means this is an instant classic. Not only should you go see this in the theater, you probably should go see it multiple times. You should probably buy it on Blu-ray or DVD. And and you should add it into your rotation. Uh, certified nerd is rarefied error. Perfect example, Avengers Endgame. Is certified nerd. All right, gentlemen, let's start with Diesel because I bet you he'll be the lowest. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home, what do you give it on the nerd scale? I gotta be honest, I, I, I gotta begrudgingly give it a four. It's not in the three category. Go see it, see it in theaters, spend your money, get the collector tin of popcorn in the cup that look pretty badass, and enjoy yourself. Awesome. Did you want to give a critic score or no? Critic score, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. There's wow, people upset, upset with that score. <sighs> it's above average. You hate this movie. No, I know. How dare you hate this movie? <laughs> Why do you hate the things I love? <laughs> Ronald, what is your nerd score of Spider-Man No Way Home? I really wish I could say five. I really do. Um, unfortunately, I've got to go with Diesel and say four. 
I mean, it, it's it's there. Go see it. It does tie up every arc. It's it's worth the watch. Go see it. It is a little long, so maybe wait till it comes out at home so you can do your own thing with it. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of people going to see it, so if you want that movie experience, fine, I get it. But there's, you know, if you're worried because of all the stuff going on, you know, there are a lot of people seeing this movie, yeah. so give it a little wait time for that, you know, if you feel that you need to. I mean, they, I mean, the Deadpool cameo should have happened, but, you know. There you go. All right, so uh, for me, uh, for my nerd score, I am going to make it a round robin. I'm going to give this a four out of five. Just take my money. Uh, I, I really, really like this movie. I want to preface it that. I really do like this movie. I, it's a strong just take my money. You should go see this in theater. Hell, even go see it multiple times in the theater. Uh, adding it to your collection, not a problem. It's, it's all those things. This, there's just, for whatever reason, there was that first part of the movie where I checked my watch twice. And it's just kind of like, eh, it just drives me nuts. Because once you get past the first hour of this film, it is like non-step fan service amazingness. Like it's it's phenomenal. But that first hour, when it's good, it's good. And when it's slow, it's slow. And it's really kind of a weird pacing. But they hit their stride. So the last, the majority of this movie, an hour and 40 minutes of this movie basically, is like supremely good. It's just that first hour that's kind of like bogging you down with backstory you don't need because we already have two movies of backstory. That was the weird part. For a movie who that skipped over an origin originally to then have yeah. back, that much backstory is crazy. But I digress. I know some people are going to think all of us are crazy for that. By the way, with that, my my, my critic score of this is it's an 8 out of 10, which is a fucking solid score considering the fact that I don't give a perfect score to anything. Yeah. So for those people out there, I don't believe perfection happens the highest i go is nine and a half so the fact that i'm giving this an eight and it just barely misses certified nerd for me just barely and the reason why it does is just just like i can understand why some people didn't like this movie as a fan i love this movie i could see why if you go into it not knowing but even as a fan there's a bogged down period in the first part of this movie and i know some people will be like well that's being too harsh well i'm 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 definitely across the board on that because any movie that bogs down is gets knocked down on my score. I can't give it that because I need to have something. If there's regular, if there's storytelling and there's a reason for storytelling, I will, you know, give an excuse for that. When there's no reason for it, when it's just like, hey, the MIT score thing and just wasting time on that to me is just a waste of time. Like, it's just a waste of time. I mean, the Darth Sidious cameo didn't, you know, push it over the top. Superman. Superman in the the third act, according to Johnny Moose, was his favorite part. If they would have shaved 20 minutes of the MIT storyline and gave us 10 more minutes of the Spider-Man, would have been great. And one, like, more iconic action scene. I think it lacked, like, that iconic scene in a fight. Yeah, they only had the one major one at the end. I mean, there was was something spectacular. I mean, mean, the Doc Ock and... Uh, Spider-Man first fight. I, that, that was cool. That was awesome. I, rewatching that, I enjoyed that. Right. The second time watching it, going okay. And, until he pairs up with it. But, but that's fine. It, no, it, it wasn't. It, it's understandable. No, it's not. It's, yeah, I don't no. have. I don't have that problem. That <laughs> I don't. Has. I don't I have, like have that. that problem because there was no way for him to stop him. Otherwise, yeah. it was. That's the only reason why. <laughs> I would have liked to see an earlier Green Goblin battle, yes. like a real full-on fight. Like before, like before things hit the fan. Like even after, like we got the little bit in the high rise, which was cool. But I would have liked to see either one, and when he first came in, like a serious dead on yeah, one instead of being, what we got, like the quick boom I, done, and then he's doing, you know, we're thinking that he's done. Uh, I, I would have liked to see that, or later in the movie scene, like more of that coming into the fight at the end. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. That's me being a greedy fan. I get that. But once again, I just there was just 
that bogged down just really did it to me. And like I said, if you disagree with me, that's fine. And that's what I want to touch on here at the end. These are opinions. And I see a lot of people attacking people over opinions. Not us, because I don't get really attacked for anything. Because uh, I think people find out by now, I just don't give a shit. Uh, but like, there's a lot of people that are attacking people for having opinions. Listen, if you love this movie, you think it's the greatest movie ever made, that is your opinion. And that's fine. And I'm happy for that being your opinion. I really am. If On the other hand, if you thought this was the worst piece of shit ever made, if that's your opinion, I'm fine with that too. Because I don't agree with either side yeah. however what I disagree with is being toxic to others if other people love the movie and you hated it you shouldn't be toxic towards them and if other people fucking love this movie but hate it and it shouldn't be toxic towards the people who didn't like it there was obviously a reason why it wasn't someone's cup of tea and maybe you're just a bigger Spider-Man fan maybe you're just a bigger Marvel fan maybe you just like we know there's people out there that Marvel could shit in a box and they're gonna give it a 10 okay <laughs> like that's just how the it's bottom I mean, line and if you look yourself in the mirror and can honestly say that that's you or if you don't know it's you that's a bad thing go back to <laughs> and listen to your reviews and see what you said if you said that there was a movie by somebody else that was similar to this one and it's not then that's you and, and, and I'm sorry I'm just tired of hearing this like like this this like over you know over crassy. and it really came to a head in wrestling and that's been driving me nuts since so yeah. that's why I took myself out of those things and we started reporting on different things on 607 TWS to better acclaim because people like hearing those things instead of you know the negative bullshit and it's the same thing here once again these are our opinions if you don't like them that's fine that is fine we will have a conversation with anybody who disagrees as long as it's a conversation at the end of the day if you enjoyed your movie going experience no matter how good or bad it was that's all I care about if you love something, love it. If you hate something, hate it. But be respectable about it. You can give your opinion and just say, listen, this is what you're going to get from me. Nine chances out of ten, unless you're having like a real good conversation with me. Nine chances out of ten, all I'm going to say is, man, I'm sorry that you hated it. I liked it. But, you know, hey, each their own. And if you loved it and I didn't like it, I'm going to say, hey, man, I get it. You loved it. I didn't love it that much. But, you know, to each their own. I'm glad you loved it. And that's not me trying to cop out. That's just saying... I'm not going to argue with people about that, but don't argue with other people. It's stupid. And half the people are trolling you anyways. Yeah. Half the people are going to take the opposite line from you just to be a dickhead. So just think about that before you go out there and start dumb fights on social media about takes. <laughs> and be a, you know, just give your own opinion. Don't be scared of that. Honestly, you don't have to be scared of the fucking mob. And like I said, we all love we all like this movie. I would even go as far as to say that most we all love this movie. It just didn't get to the certified yeah. nerd. Yeah. And honestly, you just heard me a minute ago. My opinion is the best Spider-Man movie of all time is Spider-Man 2. And this movie reaffirmed that to me. And that's the first thing I said to you guys outside. Because the biggest payoffs for this movie included Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock, huge character in this movie. Oh, yeah. The storyline with him and Tobey Maguire. The fact that they call back to the reason why he's gone mad is because the things are talking in his head because the, the sensor was broken. The fact that they fixed that. The fact that he becomes a hero because he never wanted to be a villain to begin with. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, everything gets made right there. And that great moment with him and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where we get it all made right. Everything is a, is a do-over. They all, yeah. it's all good. That's what I loved about that. And once again, reaffirms Spider-Man 2 from front to back is an amazing story. Spider-Man 3... Yeah, <sighs> another story for another day. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I wasn't a fan of them. Yeah, see, I, I was. I, I see, really I liked the it. first one a little bit. Wasn't better wasn't than horrible. The first one wasn't horrible. Second one. <laughs> second one was. I'm a sorry, that's just I still enjoyed Garfield. Yeah, it's not worse than Spider-Man Three. Nothing is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, people, and, I, and you know what? There's people out there that love Spider-Man Three, and you know what? Fucking love that film. If you love it. <laughs> but like, people are wanting like a, a third Amazing Spider-Man because they want to see like the dark side that. 
or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man went down. Yeah. Because he said it, he goes, he goes, I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah. And I'm like, they just want I'm like, okay. So they, <laughs> I mean, you could do that now, but I mean, no, I get doesn't it. that interfere with your other property? You know, no, that, I, that's the. Well, yeah, no, I get it. I understand what fans want. I'm just saying. What? How the fuck did I not know Andrew Garfield was the tallest Spider-Man? Dude, it was great. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not next to it. I know, I know. But but once you get to get there, like I knew Tom Holland was the sh- shorter than Toby. Yeah. But I didn't realize how tall Garfield was until he stands straight up, and you're just like, he's a big boy. <laughs> Damn. And if, and if I'm gonna if I were gonna end this any good way to end it before we go to shameless plugs, I have to say, if you love a movie and you love it enough that you go in dressed as a hip uh, youth pastor, be a hip youth pastor. <laughs> Uh, that was a great scene, by the way. <laughs> uh, with that being said, that's our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Next week, we will be reviewing Matrix Resurrections. But that's going to do it for this episode. But before we go, we got to pay some bills. It's time for them shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any search bar for any podcatcher out there. And booyah, Kashad, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. Also, while you're there, you might as well smash that subscribe or follow button so our show gets delivered to you each and every week. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Of course, use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. But nerds, this Spider-Man movie was by far the best movie of all time. Here are my detailed bullet points. Email us them, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, here's the double shot. First of all, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. You know every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we come to you with 607TWS Live. Myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour podcast, talking all things pro wrestling. And of course, we also come to you for wrestling pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views, and movie nights, and much more in the new year. Also, uh, if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions to be exact. For as little as $1 a month, you can get a ton of extra bonus bonus content plus you can support all the streaming and podcasting we do here at 8122productions/67podcast remember patreon.com/8122productions slash my ears to see me did you say 8122productions that sure as hell did diesel isn't h to the t to the second t to the p to the colon to the backslash to the second backslash to the one double deuce p r o d u c t i o n s dot com 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions all those links that I just mentioned they're there at the at the website check them out the friends of the show like the Ochadora Parlay Hour Podcast Sci-Fi Horror Fest check those out their links are there as well musical uh, musical acts that you hear on the show like Shot at the Robots Floodlands Second Suitor uh, Tom Jolu the Jasons and the Fosfines they're all listed there go support those bands on Spotify YouTube Music and Bandcamp of course also while you're there you can find out all the links for Three Fighters Podcast Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS by the way Diesel while you're there you can also find out you know about how those Patreon stuff the T Public Store the link is there go get some cool swag help support the show there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do right there and if you forget any of this remember 8122productions.com has all the answers but also that and other all the other links are in the liner notes to this show 
But beyond that, you know what else they have at 8122productions.com? We have a list of our local sponsors who help bring this show to you ad-free each and every week. Of course, let's start off with uh, the people who provide us with the 8122production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic Gathering and gaming needs, you can, do, get, you can find them at the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course... If you want to find out, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and want to find out about events and stuff going on at the store, go ahead and hit them up and follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your right, don't forget to tell them the three pet nerds that you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. Utter, utter, utter garbage. In my top three worst three films of all time, just beating King Ralph into third. If I were you, I would take yourself outside, rub a cheese grater on the side of your face for three hours, then come back inside. Believe me, you would have had so much more fun. One out of ten stars. Fuck this motherfucker. King Titan- Ralph was great. Titanic just sucks, people. Wait Care for some fancy or some spotted dick? Spotted <laughs> dick? King Ralph was awesome. Nobody be- talks down to our fucking Lord and Savior, John Goodman, like this. Wow, Diesel! Oh. He just triggered Diesel. Not even oh. about Titanic, about <laughs> King Ralph. I loved King Ralph as a kid. You know Spotted what, dick. You know what? You know what I'm. You know what I'm. You know what I'm triggered by. There's only one more week of Titanic <laughs> from from Ron, and then we get to find out what the new one is. And I bet he doesn't even have the movie yet. Oh, I have an idea. I Uh-oh, have an idea. Have an I just idea. Got, I'm just gonna go go look at some of the reviews, see if it's possible, because <laughs> you need to make make sure there's enough reviews. You, you, you make, you I have to, an idea. You also have to make sure that you can catch that hot fire because you have to have 52 reviews of a movie that most people think is good that you don't like. Yeah, I, and I think I think I have one. Okay. It is a franchise. I will say so that. Tune in, tune in next week for the last Titanic, because it will be the last show of the year 2021. And then the week after that, the first show of 2022, we get a whole new movie for Ron to hate for a year. And on top of that, we get to uh, that year we'll be giving away the nerd, giving out the nerdies and everything else. We got a big, we got big weeks planned for you, big weeks, and including three FN bonus shows. They'll be dropping, so make sure you're just if you're tuned into this network, you're gonna get a whole bunch of extra stuff. And we just thank you guys for making this happen. Like honestly, all the stuff that's happened, and you know, we're talking about Christmas gifts and presents in that time of year of the holidays. The biggest present that we get is that each and every week, so many of you tune in and listen to us for whatever reason. Uh, pretty much, hopefully, because uh, like a lot of you, what I hear in the things, because we sound decent and we're entertaining. And I hope that continues for you. We will always give you our honest opinions, whether you like them or not. <laughs> you have to at least believe that we give out the honest takes and opinions on everything. And, and we support the fact that you guys like that about us. And you know what? You guys have been very good to us. So my Christmas uh, wish, if you will, gift is already here and uh, spending the time with these awesome gentlemen as I've done for almost going on four years now. Uh, I mean, we spent time before that, but I mean, on this show. Uh, So that's always a great Christmas present coming into this winter. Thinking about like Thanksgiving, I'm always thankful for. Christmas time, I'm always thankful. And when we come to the end of the year, we'll probably kind of be reiterating some of this because I'm always thankful for another year coming to an end and, 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 and with all that's provided and everything to us. Guys, it means the world to us. Uh, I just want you guys to know that. Like, uh, I know we say it a lot, but it's fucking we mean it. And we're fat guys, so we have to we have to overcompensate. Let's be honest. It's just in our nature. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we will. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week to bring you our entertaining takes, opinions, and facts on the world of pop culture and nerdum. Same bat time, same bat channel, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Nerdmas. And all I have left to say is, later, nerds. Merry Nerdmas to all you nerds out there.
Thank you very much. Later. Time for me to overcompensate. I can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> Face off. <laughs> Titanic just sucks, people. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Just like you. Never did, you never took the time